With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. E-S-N-Y. Episode 79 already? Jeez. We are so productive over here. 79 episodes. Three in the last, you know, week or so. Four in the last week, I think. Whatever it may be. How are we doing? Episode 79, as I just said, of the Wider Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Back again. Best bets time. Week two. So an exciting week one. Kyler Murray is fantastic. Is he a dark horse MVP candidate? Who knows? I certainly think he is. Titans looked bad. Jaguars looked horrendous. Dak looked great. A lot of stuff week one. A lot, a lot of stuff to, um, that we could unpack, but we're not going to because week one's over. It's in the past. Already happened. And week two is upon us. And we have 13 games to touch upon today as far as your best bets are concerned. 13. A lot of, a lot of discussing. A lot of spreads. Totals. We'll get to them all. Listen, I can't... There are a couple games I don't want to touch this week when it comes to a betting standpoint. I don't want to do it. I don't want to touch the Denver game. Denver-Jacksonville. Um, I don't know if Jacksonville is going to be that bad again. I think they might be, but I can't confirm. New England and the Jets, I don't really know what. New England's a weird team. I know what they are, good defense. And then an offense who's limited because they don't have a, you know, they have a rookie quarterback. But I, I don't know. The Jets are a tough team to figure out right now because they got a flashy rookie quarterback, but bad offensive line. Defense that had an up-and-down performance against Carolina last Sunday afternoon. I don't want to touch that game, and I don't want to touch San Francisco-Pittsburgh because San Francisco obviously looked great in the beginning against Detroit. Then they give up 16 late-game points, including an onside kick recovery. So I don't know what San Francisco really is right now. I don't know if they're a second-place team. I don't know if they're a third- or a fourth-place team in that tough NFC West division. I have no idea. So I don't want to touch that game. And uh, Dallas and the Chargers, I'll talk about the total. I will get to that. But as far as the spread and money line, that's a tough one. Because Chargers are, charge, I, listen, I love the Chargers. I think they have a good defense. I think they have a great up-and-coming quarterback. But they're kind of hit or, hit or miss. Um, and Dallas, Dallas is also hit or miss. I think Dak is fantastic. I think Dak is a top five quarterback. I said that on, I've said that on this podcast before. But their defense is shaky. They do have their moments. Dallas does. They have their good moments and their bad moments. Dallas does every single year. 
I don't want to touch that game. At least the money line in the spread. However, as I said before, 13 games I would like to discuss, starting with the Thursday night football game between the Giants and Washington. Listen, I, I get it. Giants looked bad on Sunday, and I mean bad. If you listen to my last episode, I recapped that game. Not great. I like them plus four and a half on Thursday night, though, just because Washington is dealing with the injury to Ryan Fitzpatrick, so Taylor Heineke will be taking the snaps for the football team. I like the Giants plus four and a half. Now, I, that's not to say I think the Giants are going to win this game. I think they'll find a way to lose. That's why I'm taking Washington minus 170 on the money line. By the way, these odds courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. I should have mentioned that earlier. Washington minus 170 on the money line. I do like, but Giants, actually, hmm. I might go Giants plus three and a half. It just moved to three and a half. I might go Giants plus three and a half. I say it's a... I'll give you a weird score. I say it's like a 19-17 to 17 game. I say Washington, they do cross the plane once. I say they get four field goals out of Dustin Hopkins. Um, and it's a 19-17 game. I think the Giants cover plus three and a half, which it moved to on DraftKings Sportsbook. But I think Washington wins this game. As far as the, the over-under is concerned, you got to go under 40 and a half. Got to go under 40 and a half. This Giants offense can't do much. Uh, Washington defense is good. Giants defense is solid. At least it was last year. It wasn't great Sunday, but who knows if it could turn around. Uh, I think it bad offensive play is en route, especially coming off a short week. Uh, Daniel Jones in this offense can't execute consistently. Taylor Heineke's in a quarterback. So, yeah, I, I like the under in this game. I think the under 40.5 Giants-Washington is my lock of the week. My lock of the week last week was Cleveland plus six. That hit. By the way, we were great last week. Hit on a number of significant plays. My lock was Cleveland plus six. And if I had to go with a a second best lock last week, Jets plus five and a half. Both hit. Don't give me too much credit, but give me a little credit for that. I said Cleveland plus six was an absolute play. and was my biggest play of the week. That hit. My biggest player this week, at least thus far in this conversation, is Giants-Washington under 40.5. And And then you got the Sunday slate, starting with the Saints and the Panthers at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I like New Orleans minus 3.5. I like Jameis. Jameis threw five touchdowns against uh, Green Bay. They blew Green Bay out. New Orleans did 38-3. I think maybe week one, there were some doubts of how Jameis Winston would work on this team, how this team would fare without Drew Brees. Do not ever doubt Sean Payton. Sean Payton successfully changes his play calling tendencies based on the quarterback he is fielding. Did it with Teddy Bridgewater. Did it with Taysom Hill when Drew Brees was hurt the last couple years. Now he's doing it with Jameis Winston. Winston threw five touchdowns against this Green Bay team. Blew this Green Bay team out 38-3. And this defense played fantastic. Held a Mike LaFleur, excuse me, a Matt LaFleur offense to three points. Picked off Rodgers twice. Twice. That doesn't happen every week. You don't just see Rodgers going out here throwing multiple picks. Doesn't happen. This is a good New Orleans team. And I think they cover minus three and a half on Sunday. 
I would take the under in that game, though, just because I like New Orleans defense. Uh, I think the Panthers won't be able to put up the number of points necessary. They won't be able to contribute enough for this over to hit. So I like the under in this case. So it's under 45. I like that under. And I like New Orleans to win the game, minus 180 on the money line at DraftKings Sportsbook. Bengals and Bears, I like Cincinnati plus two. Listen, Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy, if you're listening to this, I'm a fellow Delaware Blue Hen. You were the commencement speaker at my college graduation. So hopefully if you hear this, which you won't (laughs) ever, but if you somehow do, please listen to me. Start Justin Fields, please. Just do it. Bill Belichick proved that if you want to cut your veteran quarterback or bench your veteran quarterback at least and start your rookie quarterback, you can do it. It's not entirely frowned upon. Teams have done it. Do it. It'll be okay. Your team will be better off with Justin Fields than an old Andy Dalton who can't be consistent on the field. Start Justin Fields. But since they won't, at least as of right now, I have to take Bengals plus two. I have to do it. This Bears team looked bad on Sunday night. Albeit it was against a good Rams team, who I think could be a Super Bowl contender, but they still looked bad. I have to take Bengals plus two, unless they make the switch to Justin Fields, either before the game starts or during the game. Gotta take the under two. I don't, I don't trust the Chicago offense with Andy Dalton to score the appropriate number of points for this over to hit. Under 44 and a half. Have to do it. And Cincinnati, since I'm taking them plus two, I'm going to take them to win the game as well. Plus 125. Got to do it. You got, they got to make the switch to Justin Fields at some point. Your three rookie quarterbacks started week one. Trevor, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. It can be done. Urban Meyer cut Gardner Minshew. Or their GM, rather. Cut Gardner Minshew and started Trevor Lawrence. Jets didn't look for a a legitimate serviceable serviceable veteran starter. The starter was Zach Wilson. Bill Belichick cut former MVP Cam Newton. Who could still have football left in him. Who doesn't have plans to retire. Who isn't 38 years old. Andy Dalton's not 38 years old. But what I'm saying is it's okay to cut your veteran quarterback. Or bench your veteran quarterback rather. They're not going to cut him. But bench your veteran quarterback and start fresh. New era. New path. New quarterback. Newfound confidence if they start Justin Fields. But until then I have to take Bengals plus two. have to do it. Cleveland-Houston, now this is, a, this is a tricky game. I know Cleveland's good. We know Cleveland's good. Cleveland was up by 12 on Kansas City. Arguably the best team in the league at halftime on Sunday. This game is tricky though because I don't know what Houston is. Houston all of a sudden is like, they. I mean, the Jaguars do not look good. But Houston, I mean, that was their game, all game. They beat Jacksonville 37-21 week one. That was their game the entire time, all 60 minutes. Tyrod Taylor did not look bad. Tyrod Taylor's not a bad starting quarterback. He's not. He's not Deshaun Watson, 
But he's not a bad option right now. He's gotten screwed multiple times in his career. Not a bad option right now. However, I think Cleveland is too good. I think Cleveland has too good of a roster for the Texans to come close, um, come within two scores. I take, I'm taking Cleveland minus 12.5. I think the over does hit, though. I think the Texans' offense could be better than we think. I think their quarterback situation right now, quarterback situation right now could be better than we think. And I think Cleveland just has too good of an offense uh, for this under to hit. Over 48.5. And Cleveland's win, minus 575. Rams and Colts. Listen, I love the Rams. I've, I've loved the Rams since they made the trade for Matthew Stafford. I said Matthew Stafford is absolutely an upgrade over Jared Goff. I think what they were missing was a premier big-arm quarterback, and that's what Matthew Stafford is. That's why I take the minus three and a half against the Colts this week. Because I don't know what the Colts are. I know what, I know the Colts could be. I know they're supposed to have a good defense. They have good weapons. Uh, you know they you know they have a young quarter, a still young quarterback in Carson Wentz, who could bounce back after an abysmal twenty twenty season with Philadelphia. But I I didn't like how the Colts looked against Seattle. I think the Rams are good. I think they have a great head coach, great uh, starting quarterback, good personnel. I like the Rams minus three and a half here. But I do like the under, though. I do like the under. I think this Rams defense is too good with guys like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I think this Rams defense is too good for this over to hit. I'm taking under 48 and a half. Or excuse me. Yes, under 48 and a half in the Rams-Colts game. And obviously Rams minus 190 on the money line. I, I don't think the Colts have a... Ch- I think... The Colts could make it interesting. I don't think, I still think they're going to lose by at least four points. And I don't think they're going to win. You know, Rams minus 190. That's a lock. That's another lock. I think the Rams are absolutely winning this game. So, that's just what's bound to happen. Rams minus 190. Moving on, we got Buffalo. Buffalo's an interesting team right now because Buffalo shocked me. I did not think they were going to lose to Pittsburgh. Okay, I thought Pittsburgh was one of those organizations where we think they're going to be good. We know they have a great head coach, but their quarterback is old. You know, they, they lost Bud Dupree in free agency. I Buffalo shocked me. However, I think they'll bounce back. I still think Josh Allen is a phenomenal quarterback, top five quarterback in this league, MVP candidate if he bounces back from this week one loss. I think Buffalo wins this game. I don't I don't like Miami. I really don't. I'm not a huge fan of Miami. I know the defense is supposed to be good. I know they have a good head coach, good roster. Not big on Tua. I'm just not. I'm just not big on Tua Tungabailoa. I think Buffalo, has experience, Buffalo obviously has experience against this team. Josh Allen does. I say they win by at least four points. They cover minus three and a half on the money line as well. Minus 190. Under 48 and a half though. Excuse me, under 47.5. I think both defenses are good. Um, under 47.5. That's what I'm taking. Another one of my locks. Buffalo under. Vegas. Playing Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is another team that surprised me. As I just said, they beat Buffalo week one. Vegas, Raiders, also surprised me. Thought Derek Carr played great. 
on Monday night. Great. What was it? 435 yards, two touchdowns, game-winning touchdown in overtime. I like Vegas to cover plus five and a half here. I don't know what to do with the money, um, with the under the the uh, the total here. I'm not sure. You know, I, I know Pittsburgh's defense is good. I mean, they held Josh Allen to 16 points. I know Vegas. Uh, I know Vegas has a good offense, top 10 offense from last year, I believe. You know, Derek Carr is good. Got some good weapons as well. I'm not touching the over under here. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with the total, but. I do think Pittsburgh will win, though. I think Pittsburgh's a good team. I didn't think they would be. They shocked me against Buffalo. I say Pittsburgh minus 265 in the money line. Arizona and Minnesota. I said this week in my power rankings. Arizona. Do not sleep on Arizona. Do not sleep whatsoever in Arizona. Some people think that, like, some people have this weird thought process, I guess, where they think Arizona could be last in that NFC West division. And I get that's the toughest division. I don't think they'll come. I thought maybe third place, I thought Rams, Seattle, Arizona. And all three of those teams would make the playoffs. And then San Francisco would be number four. And maybe they're the third wildcard team. And we see four teams from that division make the playoffs, but who knows? I think Arizona's like a number two-team in that division right now. I think in my power... Actually, they're number three. In my power rankings, I had Rams number three, Seahawks number four in the league, I believe, and Cardinals number five. So those are three top five teams in the league in that division. Don't sleep on Arizona. I'm taking the minus four four against Minnesota, who could not beat um, the Bengals this past week. Take the over uh, 50 and a half as well. It was 51. It dropped down to 50 and a half. This offense is too good. Kyler Murray is too good. Five total touchdowns on Sunday. Take the over. And Arizona minus, two, minus uh, 200 on the money line. That's a lo- That's another lock. Arizona minus 200. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Gotta go Tampa Bay. Atlanta. I, I, Atlanta's atrocious. I mean, Philly was supposed to be the worst team in the NFC East. One of the worst teams in the league. They beat Atlanta by 26 for crying out loud. Tampa Bay minus 12. Tampa Bay is way too much better than Atlanta. That's no question. Um, you got to go Tampa Bay minus 12. Have to. I, I could see. I could see. I mean, if, if Philly's beaten Atlanta by 26, what's Tampa going to beat them by? 40? You got to take the under 52, though. Atlanta's offense is atrocious. I do not see them contributing enough to this total for the over to hit. Got to take under 52. And obviously, Tampa Bay minus 760 on the money line. I said I wasn't going to touch Dallas Chargers spread or money line. Okay? But I will touch the total. Over 55. I like this Dallas offense. I like this Chargers offense. I think there's two great quarterbacks in this game. I think there's two quarterbacks highly capable of putting together consistent, um, you know, two offenses capable of consistently driving down the field, putting up points, take the over in this game. Chargers only put up 20 points against Washington, but hey, that's Washington. That's a great defense. That's a phenomenal defense. That's why I'm scared for the Giants' offense this week. Washington has a phenomenal defense. No question about it. Dallas doesn't. Chargers, Dallas, over 55. That's that's what I, that's the one play I would make in that game. Wouldn't touch the spread, wouldn't touch the money line. 
Then we got Seattle, Tennessee, man. Tennessee stunk it up Sunday. I mean, this is Tennessee is supposed to be one of the teams to beat in the AFC. They're a contender for the AFC South division. They're supposed to they're, they're supposed to win this division. Their only competition would be Indianapolis, and I'm not entirely high in Indianapolis right now. But they looked bad against the Cardinals. Cannot contain Kyler Murray. Chandler Jones, five sacks for Arizona. Meanwhile, Seattle looked good against Indianapolis. I mean, heck, Russell Wilson put... Remember those late-season struggles last year from Russell Wilson? He seemed to put that in the rear view. Four touchdowns. Seattle's just too good. They make adjustments. Um, you know, they, they, I think they have a good head coach. They have a phenomenal quarterback. I mean, who doesn't think Russell Wilson's phenomenal at this point? Take Seattle minus five. Take the over 54 as well. I think both teams, I know Tennessee stunk it up Sunday. Both of these teams have great offensive weapons and great offensive rosters. Obviously, Tennessee with Derrick Henry and Julio Jones and A.J. Brown and Tannehill. And then, you know, Russell Wilson, Metcalf, Tyler. Over 54 and a half. Absolutely. And Seattle minus 255 in the money line. All right, two games left, then I'll let you guys go. Kansas City, Baltimore. This one's tough. Because Kansas City, you know, they, they they couldn't hold it together for much of the game with Cleveland. But I like Patrick Mahomes' four and or excuse me, three and record against Baltimore. I'm taking Kansas City on the money line, minus two hundred, and minus three and a half on the spread. I don't like how Baltimore lost to um yeah, I'm not I'm not huge on Lamar Jackson. I know he's good, great quarterback. I think Patrick Mahomes is far and away better than him. I like Patrick Mahomes' 3-0 record against Baltimore. I'm taking Kansas City on the spread and on the money line and over 54 and a half. I think both offenses are great. I think both offenses have a lot of talent. You know, Baltimore can score points. Kansas City obviously can score points. Over 54 and a half. I don't think that's absurd to think that these two teams will combine for at least 55 points. And finally, what may surprise people, what may not surprise people, who knows how you feel about Green Bay. I'm taking Detroit 11.5 plus 11.5 on the spread against Green Bay Monday night. I like how, you know, the Lions obviously put up points late in the game against San Francisco. They can score points if they need to, regardless of when it is in the game. Um, Even if it's garbage time point, that still affects the spread. We know that. Uh, Green Bay could not score at all. I mean, they scored three points against New Orleans with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback and Matt LaFleur as their play caller and head coach. I'm taking Detroit plus at 11.5, but given the experience Green Bay has against this team and Aaron Rodgers has against this team, I'm taking Green Bay on the money line, minus 575. The under 48 I will take because I don't like how... I, I, don't, I'm not a, I don't adore a Jared Goff-led offense and I don't like how Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, while I still think they're good... I don't like how they looked last week. Right now, I'm a little skeptical of the, about the Packers. I knocked them out of my top 10 of my power rankings. I still think they could be a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they could turn it around, obviously. But I don't love how they looked. So, especially the offense, or the defense, rather, for that matter. I'm taking the under 48. Packers uh, on the money line, minus 575. Detroit plus 11. Excuse me. Detroit plus 11 and a half. And as I said, I'm not touching a couple other games. I'm not. 
I can't. I don't know what to make of the Denver game, the England Jets, San Francisco, Philly, Dallas Chargers spread and money line. I don't know what to make of them. I wish I did. if I if I knew what to make of them, I would tell you. You know I would, but I don't. But without further ado, thank you so much for tuning in to Best Bets Week Two, Episode Seventy Nine of the Wider Eye Podcast. As always, I am your host Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Be back tomorrow, later this week. Week uh, previewing the Giants uh, Washington football team week two matchup. We'll be previewing that and then recapping it after the game ends, the day after Friday morning, Friday afternoon, or whatever it may be. We're recapping that. Um, so yeah, a lot of wide right content coming, you know, this season, but this week especially because we got the short week with the Giants playing Thursday and this and that. So regardless, thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen to the show wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your shows. Um, talk to you soon, and uh, thanks for tuning in.